Precision Opinions Live. My name is Christian Stella, PharmD at Precision Compounding Pharmacy. And uh, today I'm here with a very special guest, Joey Anzalone, PharmD candidate 2021. And I had the pleasure of working with Joey for the past month and a half. And Joey came on, didn't didn't like compounding so much, and really grew to love it, which is amazing. It was it was good to see because first he was very timid, didn't know what he wanted to do with it, and then we started really teaching him, and and the real Joey came out. And I have a, a lot of respect for this young individual right here. So Joey, I want to know, explain to everyone why you why you became why you want to become a pharmacist which is going to happen in a couple of months so why why did you want to yeah, so i was always considering something in the medical field i originally wanted to be a vet and then i was considering anesthesiology for a while but then i found pharmacy we're front lines we we are doctors of pharmacy and we do a lot we're like the safety net between patients and the medications they receive because everyone coming out of a hospital or maintenance that's like everyone take something so we're the ones that are there for them exactly we are the safety net and it shows now during covid how pharmacists really had to jump in and help out with vaccines so joey became very passionate about um psych and and wanted to learn more about ketamine so today we're really going to discuss ketamine and all the different mechanisms, side effects, everything that ketamine brings on because it's getting more and more popular nowadays with the release of Spervato. So if you can explain kind of the mechanism, how, and for everyone that's listening, how it works, um, just pretty much ketamine. All right. So ketamine is an NMDA receptor antagonist. NMDA stands for N-methyldeaspartate. So so um, NM, the NMDA receptor is a glutamate receptor, so that means it's activated when glutamate and glycine bind. This allows for positively charged ions to flow across the cell membrane. So overactivation of this receptor causes an, an uh, excessive influx in calcium, which leads to excitotoxicity. Now excitotoxicity is um, when nerve cell damage or death occurs, uh, when otherwise uh, necessary and safe levels of neurotransmitters become uh, pathologically high. Now, this is involved in some neurodegenerative disorders, such as PTSD, suicidal ideations, treatment-resistant depression, anxiety, um, OCD, and pain. So by blocking the NMDA receptor, this allows for those damaged connections in the brain to regenerate. Exactly. So by block, exactly what you said, by blocking that receptor, and we, we spoke about this all the time, you're stopping the glial cells from getting wild inside the brain, um, which is fascinating because this is the first drug to really do this. I mean, it was be abused in the 80s, but now they're really, really um, reinventing it and using it clinically, which is awesome. So I know that it's available in different ways, compounded, and it's commercially available now, which is awesome. So what are those different ways that's available? So ketamine is available as an IV and can be compounded into rapid-dissolved tablets, creams, trochies, capsules, um, 
subcutaneous or intramuscular injections, a nasal spray, or suspensions, while esketamine is just marketed as Bravado, and that's a brand-only drug. There's no compounds for that yet. Okay. Um, the Cherokee was something that you got experience with, and you got to learn and, yeah. and, and make, and you got good at it. At first, not so, a little rocky, then... Mm-hmm. Then you got really good at the end. Um, so dosing-wise, the difference, um, what is the difference in the dosing? So ketamine is initially dosed at 0.5 milligrams per kilogram of dose and is titrated and increased as needed based on the patient, while esketamine is started at 0.25 milligrams per kilogram of dose. Okay. So if I was to give, let's just say, just for an example for the audience, um, if I was to give a patient spervato at 50 milligrams what am i going to do around about in, in ketamine so the ketamine dose would be 100 milligrams there you go perfect okay um so now mechanism side effects what are the what are some of the side effects that are associated with, with? Uh, sedation hypertension okay. dissociation things like that a lot of uh, Psychodomimetic side effects, psychological side effects. Okay. Um, and now administering the medication, how is that usually done? So ketamine is done as an IV, um, usually five to six infusions over two to three weeks, then uh, maintenance boost is needed. And then esketamine is done um, two, to, uh, two times a week on weeks one through four, followed by once a week on weeks five through eight, and then every other week is needed. We just want to keep in mind that these are used when it comes to depression, treatment-resistant depression, meaning that patients have failed two or more courses of antidepressant in the past. Which is the REMS. Which is the REMS. What is the REMS? Risk evaluation and mitigation strategy. (laughs) Okay. So the point with the REMS is that when starting esketamine, a patient has to be started on an antidepressant as well. They can't just take esketamine and it has to be done in the doctor's office and they have to be observed for two hours. The reason why this comes into play is because there's a risk of sedation and dissociation, like we just talked about. And there's also a potential for abuse and misuse. It is a Schedule Three drug. So that's why the, the REMS program was uh, done by the FDA. Okay. Um, and personally, I got the chance to experience this once before in watching a patient. Um, the doctor gets the S-ketamine. Um, and they put it in a lockbox. They have to keep it in a lockbox. So they get it at their office. When they administer it, they have to hook the patient up to a blood pressure monitor. And this goes for an IV or S-ketamine. When they do that, they monitor the blood pressure. But they also, if it's an IV, they monitor the infusion rate because they want to make sure the patient's not dissociating. The dissociation is, one, like you mentioned, one of the biggest side effects with this. Um, and the last thing I want to touch on... Uh, we kind of skipped over this kind of going out of order. Um, but the mo- the molecular structures of S-ketamine versus ketamine, explain that. So ketamine is the R and the S forms, um, the enantiomers, while S-ketamine is just the S form. The S form is said to have um, less analgesic, no more analgesic and sedative properties and less of the dissociative side effects. So esketamine is actually 20% more potent than ketamine. So that makes sense because the S form more um, sedation and yeah. Okay. Um, I think that pretty much covers everything. 
Um, thank you for coming on. Thank you for for helping out Precision Pharmacy. You helped out with many different um, aspects of the business. Coming on, helping with COVID vaccinations, learning compounding. Um, and I wish you luck going on to your next rotation. And uh, thank you, Joey. Thank you. Hello, this is Christian Stella from Precision Opinions Live. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our social media links. You can reach us by email at compounding at precisionpharmacy.net or our phone number 516-785-4774, extension 2 for compounding. Thank you very much. Thanks for viewing. Bye.